Who is the worst player? Oh, my God. You can't pass <laughs> that, Goody. No, I see your fan. <laughs> Who was crap? House of Rugby Ireland, here on Joe. Game changed. Well, it's happened again. Morningstone kicks the box to victory. 12 years on, same thing again, Shawnee. How are you? Where did you watch it? Have you sobered up? Been a big weekend for you, isn't it? <laughs> Have I sobered up? Well, that's an awful question. I watched the game actually in London Irish. In, well, you were in you were Florida. calling me on Friday night. Yeah, um, we had a, we had a bit of a social. Saturday you had a, we had a, a bit of a day. So, no, we had a social on Friday night. Uh, uh, actually, forwards and backs split up, and uh, we enjoyed a bit of food and a few beers together, which was nice for the first time in probably two and a half years that we were allowed out together. Um, and then Saturday, yeah, I watched the game in in the club. Um, which was a good atmosphere. I think it was about uh, 100 people at an event there and some uh, Springbok fans and a lot of Lions fans. But uh, yeah, it wasn't our day, unfortunately. Well, I should say uh, hello and welcome to House of Rugby, powered by Vodafone. Um, and congratulations to the Springboks, that's for sure. Um, were they the worthy winners on the balance of things? Yeah, I think they I, I were, to be fair. I think if you look at the, the tour overall and, and what they kind of brought to the game with a lot of distractions and bits and pieces beforehand. They've done well to win the tour and they've, they've dug in deep, um, you know, and went to that place to, to to put themselves in a position to win it. But, yeah, I think I think yesterday, you know, the second half performance again, they kind of squeezed us a little bit and um, they just do simple things really well at times uh, when pre- when the big moments come as well. Um, so yeah, overall, I think they probably deserve it. Good it for the lads. Um, you can see how disappointed they were afterwards. Um, played some nice rugby at times. I thought yesterday, but overall, probably, you know, if we played like that more often, I suppose over the do, tour. Do you think it was, it was better after the first two tests? Perhaps quite yeah. turgid. That was a bit more open. Saw a bit more ball movement. Yeah, it was just moving them around a little bit, wasn't it? We were keeping the ball a lot more, um, like we'd hoped to see during the week. Um, so it was. It was definitely um, a lot more exciting. Uh, Ruby at, at a certain stage, and I know, like having Finn on, is he, he kind of does his own thing and pulls the strings a little bit. But it, it just looked like our shape and um, the way we were, tr- were trying to run the ball were uh, were uh, was good. So, Goody, you know uh, a lot of the players. Obviously, have you heard anything from them in the last twenty four hours? A few uh, drunken phone calls, maybe. I did. I'm surprised you didn't. But then you. Uh criticise everyone on your book so they're all not talking to you um, yeah an unnamed player gave me a video call earlier this morning having not been to bed um, I think there were three lads who were in the in the bar and one coach who hadn't gone to bed for the evening I'll let the, I, could the, actually, I could guess that you, 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 I'll let you guess but I'll let the viewers guess as well maybe yeah, we'll no, reveal yeah, all on yeah. Wednesday but uh, yeah there a few, I think the boys had a few beers and judging by the stories today they had a few more so flying home but back to the test um, what were your thoughts on it? I thought we had a bright start to be fair I thought then when F- Finn came on I just thought we started to be a bit more of a threat and looked did, a lot did you, did you notice a big difference you think? Uh, really from your eye just thinking their defence held off a bit more it was just a bit more creativity Yeah he was keeping them guessing a little bit um, even even the time with the kick pass he was right at the line when he done that and I think the Springboks just had come up left a bit of a dog leg and he kind of went into that space and, and kick, kick past it across so they they were they had to keep an eye on him 
and then those little inside passes taken on the line I thought just he brought a little bit more um more energy and he was a lot more dangerous just with the ball in his hands I, I certainly did I thought what he did really well was he was giving the ball to the forwards but when they were going into one-on-one tackles or weak shoulders you know all uh, tour or in the test series we've seen them um, being running into brick walls two-man tackles three-man tackles it's quite obvious his little bit of deception um, you know maverick nature you're unsure what he's going to do just meant that some of the forwards were coming on shoulder balls they were coming in you know longer passes the kick passes you said it just put the South African defence on notice and I felt they lost a little bit of their line speed because the Lions were on the front foot getting quick ball and were able to play then so I, I thought he was he was very good um, I think we, we mentioned uh, that his kicking was a bit erratic for his, uh, in terms of his punting um, but that's what you get with him he, he was so good in attack in that sense but yeah it's a, ca- it's a catch 22 when you haven't played because you know he's going to create opportunities uh, during the game, but you also know on the flip side of that, he could give the opposition an opportunity as well with maybe a poor kick or a, a loose pass or a big pass. But <laughs> it's it's a risk-reward, I think, and uh, I certainly I certainly hate to be playing against him because he, he has that ability to take you on, he has that ability to sit you down, and as, as a forward, you don't really want that. You want to be comfortable, you want to be going forward all the time. So it's... Uh, I thought he just light, lit up the game a little bit in the way he was playing. And, and do you think the Lions would just be very <clears throat> disappointed? Like there was a test match that they, they could have won so easily and that just got away from them and they'll, they'll you know, live to regret that? Yeah, well, we had opportunities, didn't we? That's, that's the other thing. Even even though we we had flashes of this, uh, I suppose, more expansive plan this week and, and played a little bit more and, and took a few chances, uh, like we did create a few opportunities and um, we just didn't take them. And and again, we had a lot of penalties that we probably could have kicked for the sticks once or twice um, in that in that kind of third quarter of the game, where it was just getting a, a little bit too close for comfort, um, and it was kind of tit for tat. So um, there was opportunities, and you know we'll look back and probably when lads settle now and get off the beer <laughs> um, in the next twenty four hours, uh, certainly a lot of them will review. You know that that whole game, and look back, and it'll probably be a little bit a bit of regret there. I think. No, firmly, I think there's some great opportunities, and you know, any Lions tour to be that close and, and to miss out is it'll be devastating for them. But there were six changes, and then seven if you count uh, Russell in the first ten minutes coming on. How did those guys go? The changes work? Yeah, I, th- I think I think they did. I think um, I think when Jones is brilliant in the front row, yes, uh, really kind of steadied steadied the whole thing up. Um, and plus, he hadn't played like obviously the, the two weeks before, so it was it was uh, it was good to see him um, locking it down. Um, I thought Ali Price was busy. I thought when when Finn did come on, I thought he got busier. I think he kind of he he knew. It's funny how how a nine might know. Right, I'm playing with this fella now. I need to up the pace of it here because he's going to be he, he's going to want the ball as quickly as possible into his hands. I think it goes back to what we talked about in the last show, though. Is that combination? You know, why I was saying Ali Price should come off the bench with Finn. You know, as it worked out, he kept, they were on at the same time, but mm. they know each other so well. You know, it was uh, Henshaw was great again, and Bundyaki had a solid game because they know each other. They know what to, how each other moves, how they, how they want to hit lines, how they want to get on the front foot, etc. And that makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, and, and again, even. The high ball threats, you know, how much better were we aerially this week? You know, Liam Williams, Josh Adams know each other well. Yeah. Um, they dealt with it really well. So, for me, the combinations were really good. 
Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely a better performance by all in, in all those areas that we kind of lost the last few weeks. Um, I thought Liam Williams was brilliant in the area. Yes, there was a few phenomenal catches over his head. Um, there's obviously that two on one he had, which is he'll probably look back and go, "Why didn't I throw that pass?" Um, that was probably one major opportunity the Lions would have had. Um, and then I thought Bundy and Robbie were brilliant in the centres yesterday. To be fair. Um, and looking back as well, I don't really know why he hadn't tried that before now because they played that Japan game together. I think Bundy like had four or five turnovers that day as well. And they were rock solid. Um, but obviously given, given other lads and the different combinations, opportunities. But I don't know, I think the selection part yesterday, he, he probably got it right. But um, it could have been one game too late. Yeah, got it right, but unfortunately it wasn't the result. Um, Liam Williams, ex-scaffolder he used to be, he's got the biggest hands in the world. So when he's shouting, diffuse, which he always shouts in the game anyways, diffuse, he's up in the air with these massive hands. Um, but he's also as tough as they come, as we yes. know. So yes. fair play to him. Do you, do you think, um, it, it, you know, I've asked this already, but you think if Finn Russell played the whole whole series, could have been different? Could have been different, yeah. Um, definitely. But I suppose, again... <clears throat> You talk about lads having a bit of time in that position and knowing week to week, especially your tens, um, who are going to be your major drivers, of what what type of you know plan they're going out with, what way they want to play, what way they want to direct their forwards around the place. And I just think he brought it to a bit of a different level than we'd seen in the previous games, um, and that's just that's just the way he plays the game, though. Like bigger is different, Faz is different. Um, so he was just he was just more exciting, I thought, when he came on yesterday, and and and, and that threat at the line was major, I think, for to to punch little holes and and dint the spring box a little bit, and as you say, keep them under 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 heels a little bit. They weren't coming off the line as hard, mm. which is a massive strength of theirs is their D. Mm. So if you have someone who's actually keeping them on the line, you know things are going to open up eventually. I think he, he's he's just someone who he, he looks from the outside. I don't know him really well at all. He just gives zero shits, doesn't he? He just goes out there and he's going to do it his way. Which actually, I think, with the attacking shape and structure not working for the Lions. And, you know, I think Farrell, Bigger, a very, very, very good tens. Unbelievable mm. in their own way. But they probably will follow the structure a bit more. And Finn will just do what he sees, how he does it, whenever he wants to do it. And maybe that was the only way for the Lions because they couldn't get on the, the front foot with any structure. They couldn't get any clarity in attack for me. And, and it was really lacking. And it took for him to come on, to, as I said earlier, to throw those little inside balls you mentioned, the shoulder balls, the kick passes, um, because that was the only way to break down the South African defence. And I think the biggest thing for me is the Lions scored two tries and three tests. And they'll be very disappointed with that. Um, as a as a group, coaching group, where is the the attack didn't function, and that's the biggest question for me is why it didn't function because we never looked like stringing phases together and looking potent. We couldn't get front foot ball, we couldn't get momentum, we couldn't get quick ball, um, and then off the back of that, I just think we we need to be braver from set piece at times, and, and, and Finn sort of came on and just didn't seem to care about it. Um, no, but that's 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 I think that's it in a nutshell. Um, just to be a bit braver, we didn't we didn't play much offline outs in terms of like breakouts or anything like that either. So we didn't sh- we didn't show a whole lot of creativity there. It was more so just catch maul, you know, try and break them, try and break the seams all the time. Um, so you know. There's there's loads of things we can say now. Obviously, that it's, it's over, it's done with. Um, that could have been better, but it's uh, 
it's just disappointing for them that they didn't have a proper crack. And I think looking back at that second test, it, it is a, a missed opportunity, I think, to actually go out and express themselves a little bit more, like they did uh, yesterday. Um, and, you know, if if if, the, if they'd played like that yesterday in all three tests, I think it would have been a different story. Well, it's funny because, obviously, we're talking about hindsight now. I did try and put on our House of Rugby uh, WhatsApp group a little message for the game, just... Just get predictions so we can, you know, look here today mm. and see what happened. I then put out again anything from you, Shawnee. Clearly, I didn't have, um, didn't put a bet down or, you know, <laughs> sort of give it, get a bite from you and put money on the table because <laughs> it was just tumbleweed. Absolutely no response. Yeah, 24 hours later, still no response. No, so, I wasn't, I wasn't getting um, any, anything. It's strictly on admin on that group for you, is it, mate? Strictly admin. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was busy watching the game. Busy watching the game. Yeah. I think you were too busy sinking a few pints. But <laughs> if I'd said, look, uh, I bet you a thousand pounds, you'd be straight on to it. Yeah, right. But, Maybe um, not a thousand. For the, for the viewers listening, um, I was actually quite close, actually. I said 2118. I think didn't that wasn't buzz, yeah, and it was, it was to, to the Springboks. So, yeah. I, I pretty much uh, yeah, as you close went, you're going to you get with that spring one. Box win, didn't you? Mm. Well, it's enough about that because we've got a busy show today, Shawnee. We're joined by Lions legend Matt Dawson later, but right now we're lucky to have Springbok Bobby Skinstad. Bobby, you must be a happy Springbok, that's for sure. Uh, happier than I was nervous, uh, guys. Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm happy now that the series is over. I'm not. I'm not sure that. I can I can over celebrate because a three point win, a squeaky three point win, is not something you can boast about. But um, delighted for the for the team that they came through. But but how big is that win? Yeah, any win's a good win. But how big is that first Africa? I mean, it's uh, obviously contextually, and 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 we've all spoken about it. You know, there's there's so many other things that rugby affects in our country. So um, it's huge in in that context. But also, I think this Lions side were. A really strong team. I think they had good leadership, good coaching. I think um, you know they were well prepared. You know, and and with everything else around it, COVID and a million other things, we've got to mention every time. I think, I think winning this one is something that the South Africans will be really pleased about, really proud of. Um, and in that in, in in that frame, it's 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 very big. You know, as a country and as a rugby playing uh, nation. Yeah, there's probably been a lot, I suppose, from our side um, about the Lions and where they fell short. But do you reckon, Bob, it's, it's you know, a lot more credit should go to the Springboks for the way they turned things around and, um, you know, got the show back in the road, really? Look, I think, I think um, surely if you talk about it in the three games, then, then yes, because, you know, the first game they had a great start and then they fell off and then the second game they got, they got better. But but in terms of the the, the whole series, I, I think the, the Lions will be ruining the fact that they made some mistakes. I mean, they, you know, the, that became the Lions' game to win. At two crucial big decision-making parts of that game, they, they were unable to, to to knock it over. And and I think South Africa, and and what I mean by that is all credit to the Lions for being in that situation, but then all credit to South Africa for soaking up that pressure and and being able to one score an incredible try isn't Colby um, just amazing? But you know, to to create the penalty situations, um, to drive the lines back when they were close to the line, etc. Um, I, I think it's one of those ones where one team will say missed opportunities, and one t- team will say taken opportunities. Mm. And is it a case for South Africa of just give Colby the ball and let him score? I mean, he didn't touch it enough probably from a Springbok uh, perspective and the Lions would be pretty happy he didn't touch it too often. No, well, I, I think you're right. Um, you know, 
had he had more ball in space, he would have been more dangerous. But that's the that's the beauty about a player like that. You get you get one opportunity over three tests, and he turns it into a try scoring one. So amazing to have him in the team. Um, it looked like a replay of, of what he's done before. Um, you know, I, I don't know how many medals he's got over his shoulders in in the last uh, two years, but certainly he must be one of the most highly decorated players in, in world rugby. Yeah, he's 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 torture class, isn't he? Um, Bob, do you think do you think the Springboks will be happy with where their game is at at the minute going forward? Um, you know, moving out of this series into into the rugby championship. No, I think I think they'll be they'll be worried. I think they'll be worried about personnel. Um, how many people are injured? How many people can last the season? You know, uh, it was so funny. I was I was uh, chatting to a friend of mine. I went for a walk this morning. Obviously, anyone South African who sees me, you know, wants a bit of a chat about the rugby. Not to ask my opinion, but to tell me theirs, which is, um, which is always good. And he was like, I had no idea we were playing Argentina next week. I said, well, exactly. That's the point. It never, ever stops, you know. So they've got Argentina in the, in the, in the two following consecutive weekends. And they've got four players who, who quite possibly could be out with injuries out of in, entirely out of this uh, squad, so you know we'll get an injury update. Um, they won't be happy because I think they don't have sufficient replacements for people like Peter Seftatoy. Um, Fifty clack. I don't know how long that is. I thought Reinach was okay. I thought he. I thought he sort of held the position. I and in fact, I thought Yankees was better. But I mean, within within on the ground, Shawnee, and 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 we've got a rugby championship to play because Argentina will batter us. Mm. Um, in the in the tight five, and then all you've got after that is Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> but, but I guess considering the preparation um, the Springboks had, and having no games for so long, and then some of the games being cancelled, the warm up, it, it must be relief and also happiness for them to come through and win the series. No, it is. It's 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 great relief, great joy. Um, it's a great privilege to be part of any winning team. Oh, look, it's a great privilege to be part of any team in in, in world sport and. And I think this team are humble enough um, to know that just being part of the series, I love Sia Khaleesi's uh, comments at the end of the game were about, you know, if, if these games can motivate people to play the game, it doesn't matter where you are, what colour you are, what gender you are, what country you're from, play the game, enjoy the game. And and this team actually believes in that. They believe that there's a higher calling to, to what they do and and, you know, that will form some of the joy that they will experience around this, definitely. And, and for you, Bobby, who are the standout performers uh, for the Springboks and your your player of the series? I think in the in, in the final test, so to start with that, I think I think Etzebeth and Khaleesi were amazing in terms of um, the forward play. Um, Pollard, unfortunately, the you know he wasn't hundred percent dead on, um, but I think uh, w- with a kicking boot. But I think you know let's let's say Mornay Stain supplemented that with the with the penalties that they needed and his his. Tactical game, strategically when to pass, when to kick, when to, um, you know, make sure that the people around him were carrying it up uh, was very good. So I would say of the backs, Pollard, um, you know, Colby's your pocket dynamite who, who comes in every time. But but my man of the series here is Captain Fantastic, Sia Khaleesi. He, again, in the final test, you know, made made more tackle contrib- tackles and contributions than any other player in the park. And, and people are like... But what does he do? And, you know, when you break it down, um, and Sean will, will, will tell you this, you know, the, 
the guys who are assisting on the tackle, assisting on the clean-out, assisting on the go-forward, assisting on the momentum, they're working for 80 minutes. It's not just you know one or two things every 10, 12 minutes or whatever. It's every ruck, every contribution. So well done to Sir Khaleesi for being a leader off the field as well as on the field. Yeah, I thought I thought he was class yesterday. I also thought uh, Landy was incredible You're yesterday. Right. I thought he was, I thought he really really stood up physical all day long. Um, you know, gave the box that that go forward when they needed it a little bit. Um, so I think he he was incredible yesterday too. But you talk about Khaleesi and a few of the boys. I thought I thought the Springboks yesterday were so focused. A few of them on doing the real dirty work. Um, those hard yards in tight and stuff and um, he definitely led led from the front um, and he's an incredible player I think he's after getting fitter I suppose more match fit as the, as the series went on obviously as well and you've started to see him come back into himself a little bit into form so and he, he'll, be, so. he'll be exciting I think in the next uh, few games for him as well I think so I, I, I think he's I think he's in he's getting fitter he's getting stronger I actually think he's in better neck than he was in the World Cup final. You know, I, I, I literally think he's making more contributions. He's he's maybe learning. You know, each week he's talking to the referee in a in a more measured way. He's he's, he's going through this leadership process, and and that's important. You know, I think I think if you're going to try and knock over New Zealand in New Zealand and Australia in Australia, um, everything he would have learned this series will contribute to that. So so I've got to take my hat off because. You know, at the end of at the end of the 2019 World Cup, you would have thought to yourself, "Well, if that's your pinnacle, it's not that bad." Mm. Um, if if he gets better, fantastic for rugby and for him. And um, Bob, just just before we finish, um, you know how how sad is it? Obviously, having no fans there, just what it means rugby in South Africa, and for the players to have no fans to celebrate with, and for the the supporters not to be there and be part of that victory. Look, it's a it's a huge part of rugby. Um, and 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 I think the one thing you've got to remember is that the travelling fan, are like the 16th man or 24th man or whatever you want to call it, the, the extra man in your team. Um, I love the concept of lines. I love what lines means. I, for example, I said to my son on text message this morning, "We are going to support the lines in Australia, in four years' time, because if 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 COVID's got out the way." That is what rugby is about. That's what rugby should be like. And, and we missed that in South Africa. And, and South Africa has got a 12-year wait to have that back. But you know what? I think everybody involved in this game really tried to, to make the best of this that they could. And, and, and hats off to them and, and thank you to all of them for doing that. But we miss those fans. We miss the 30-odd thousand baying Lions supporters, you know, telling the Springboks what, what they're good at and what they're bad at and everything in between making friends, downing pints. I'm, I'm probably only glad I've got a slight, I've got a, a less of a headache than if we'd won in, in South Africa um, and we'd all been on tour together. <laughs> well, Bobby, we appreciate that. We, I will be there in Australia with you and if we can get enough money, we'll get Shawnee out there as well. <laughs> but uh, not sure there's enough gold in the world. But uh, thanks for joining us. Um, congratulations and we look forward to speaking to you soon. Thanks very much, guys. Great Cheers, to Bob. catch up and, and, Cheers, and thanks very much. Oh, um, I remember watching Jenks in 97, so to, um, <laughs> to be involved with him in Wales and um, to be out here with him is really special, really special. 
um, <clears throat> probably probably can't put it into words. Um, so I'm not going to try. Um, again, you you probably get me going. I've already had a bit of stick for being overly emotional, and, and you know. I don't give a fuck if people think I'm over-emotional. That's what it means to me. And I apologize for using language, but, you know, sometimes it's easier to, to use the aid of um, a bit of uh, raw language. So I apologize for that. Thank you, Alan. Safe journey home. Hey, Alan, how's it going? Just use as much language as you, as you like um, and enjoy the beer. Um, just, just a couple of ones for me. When Janshi's kind of took the quick tap at the end, did you kind of think that you might have got out of jail there? It was he nearly kind of lost his head there, didn't he? Well, look, you know, there's a, there's probably a number of decisions that we could um, have a quizzical viewpoint upon, but you know, the ref pulled it back, and uh, Monestein, um was back for. After you know, after twelve years, and for a reason, he did his job. Um, you know, it's, I was on, I was on the touchline, and like I say, it's a good quizzical viewpoint uh, or a raised eyebrow, however you want to call it. But you know, that's the game. We had our opportunities, like I said, in the first first half, and credit South Africa for playing the way they do, and you know, uh, grinding the winner. And I know you kind of get pulled off for the media duties and stuff like that, but. Are the lads kind of having beers with the South African guys in the dressing rooms? Is that possible now at the moment? And, and would it be great to do something like that at the end of all this? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny one, see, because since the start of, of COVID, and like I said, Nations Cup, Six Nations, people see us in masks after playing against blokes for 80 minutes. And what people forget is that for everyone that complains that we're wearing masks, there's going to be someone that complains that we don't wear masks. And as I've said and highlighted already, we're very privileged in the fact that we, we play um, this sport and have been able to do that um, and obviously because of the significance of the Lions yes they came in and guys are swapping jerseys and um, you know having a very uh, you know a quick chat a long chat because people are familiar people play domestically together there's staff that have worked um, with players um, on, uh, <laughs> on a on a very basic level, the higher up the tree and more elite you go, the more people you know uh, and the more familiar people are. So, you know, you, you, you can't escape that because that's what rugby is about. That's what Lions is about. And, um, you know, that, that, that's carrying on, um, obviously, obviously, with with all the testing and all that in place. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty much safe because we've just been, you know, going against each other for 80 as well. So, like I say. Cheers. Great. All the best. Thank you. Hello, Alan. It's Hugh Godwin. Uh, I was I was thinking on similar lines to Pat as to how you feel about the South Africans now. Um, there were complaints about a bit of gamesmanship, a bit of time wasting. Um, do you feel like they're worthy winners of the series? Uh, what would you like to say about your opponents? Oh, credit to South Africa. They won. They won. Um, I'd set a pretty poor example if I was to <laughs> start doing that now. Um, look, I've I've played the game long enough to know. That whatever I say, people won't be happy with, um, you know, and people will pull it apart and take it out of context, put it into context that they see it, feel fit to, f to fit their narrative. Um, you know, on a very basic level, I've got to set an example. And in fact, credit to South Africa, they won the game. Um, we had our opportunities, like I've said, um, particularly in that first half, and we didn't. Um, you know, I'm never going to put this jersey on again. I'm never going to have that chance again. Um, but... Credit to South Africa, they won the game. Um, and I, I made a point to the guys that after 
um, when we came together on the pitch and said, whoever's in, you know, the next one, uh, make sure you go as hard as hell because um, it's a very special uh, privilege to be involved in. So moving on from that, Goody, um, we come to my favourite bit of the show. <laughs> so during the course of the series, subscribers <laughs> to the official British and Irish Lions app powered by Vodafone have been voting for the player of the series. And all the votes have been cast. And now we can reveal the top five. At number five, we have Josh Adams. Four, Courtney Laws. Three, Hamish Watson. Two, Duhan van der Merv. And one, Maro Itoje. Any complaints? I think I think Maratoji has been the standout player. Um, phenomenal first test, you know, in a losing side. Second and third test, he was, he was brilliant as well. So, I think that's that's fair. Yeah, um, happy that Courtney Laws is up there. Um, I guess Hamish Watson and Josh Adams um, have done very well. Haven't played that much in the, the test series, but uh, <laughs> you know they still played well on tour. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, is anyone from your side uh... deserves a mention? Oh, I definitely think Robbie Henshaw after yesterday again. Yeah, yeah, fair. I think he's been the most consistent player on the tour um, in terms of that midfield. He was moved 12 to 13, um, looked dangerous, class and D again. I just think, I think in the last, you know, since the start of the Lions, I think he's he's gone to another level because they haven't been playing that a really attractive brand of rugby with anything that they've done well, he's been a part of. Um, so I think him, for me anyway, should be should be in the mixer there. Anyone uh, uh, back row wise? Obviously you've got Courtney. You think Conan or yeah? Harry, I, th- I thought Jack was very consistent. To be fair, um, but I did think Courtney again. I know he's a bit quieter the second day, but I think yesterday he was class again. Um, carrying the ball, being physical, um, getting us getting us on the front foot. And any time he did. So I think he's he he's been outstanding to be fair. Someone who hasn't played a lot of rugby either before the tour. So he's only gonna come get better and come into a bit more form now going forward. Um which is probably bad news for us in the in Dead Playing Prem. Yeah. <laughs> and who was shouldn't be there on tour? Who was the worst player? Oh my god. You can't pass <laughs> that goody. No, I just want to see your fan. <laughs> Who was crap? He's the worst player on tour. Who was Robin? Who was a competition winner? <laughs> so now we're joined by Lions legend Matt Dawson. Dawson, how are you? What have you been up to? Uh, yeah, very, very well, thank you, gents. Um, I've not been drowning my sorrows, but I've been certain having, certainly been having a few um, Sunday beers. Uh, yeah, as you probably, as you should after. Uh, 24, what did uh, the Wasp boys do? Win or lose on the booze, that was the expression. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I think that's uh, pretty common in rugby yeah. in all practices. I think, that, to... I think that's what the boys are at now anyway, but it looks at their social media the last 12 hours, so <laughs> I'd say they're getting stuck into beers on the way home on the flight too. I hope so. Yeah. Well, I think it's the first time they have probably been able to let loose, even if it is in the hotel. But um, just getting stuck into the game, what did you make of it on Saturday? I, I, I don't think... Um... I don't think Saturday was where they lost it, really, was it? It was uh, last weekend, not firing a shot, mm. uh, particularly in that second half. Um, that was their chance. And, <clears throat> excuse me, having had uh, the experience of being there you know, back in 01, where you, you, they're going to reflect on that thing, that was ours for the taking. Um, they'll probably look at 
you know, second test. They'll look at third test with going for the corners too many times, getting mm. carried away with the fact that they scored one try with Ken Owens and going it again and again and again. And unfortunately, just at that level with everything on the line, whether it's, you know, the latter stages of a World Cup or a series decider in a Lions tour, you, you've got to apply pressure through points. And, um, yeah, for me, that, that was the, the, the crux of it was they, they needed to build the score. And, yes, I get the momentum piece, but at that level, they've got to take three. They've got to make it six. They've got to make it nine. The opposition changed their mindset. The referee changes their mindset. And it... And it creates a completely different mindset for the opposition. So, yeah, I'm disappointed, boys, to be honest, because they'll be absolutely gutted. You know? yeah. yeah, it was a great Lions tour uh, uh, for them, for the new ones to be on, and they had plenty of adversity. But unfortunately, they are going to look back on that in 20-odd years, and it'll be, it'll be the one that they say to their friends, oh, yeah, I was on that trip in 2021 in South Africa. We should have won it. I spend every single conversation I have about 2001, it will open up with, bloody hell, that's the one we should have won. Uh, so it, it, it will prey on them for many years. Do you think, though, it came down to a bit of selection maybe um, on the second test? Because I agree with you totally, obviously. They never fired a shot. Bench come on, didn't really make an impact. Like we seen yesterday when Finn came on the field, just started opening up a little bit and he was pulling a few tricks out here and there and kicked a little bit loosely at times, mind you, but we, at least we were having a cut, but it was nearly like yesterday, we're told, right, let's go after everything. So, as you said, we didn't build a lead enough during the game. We were just kicking, we were having trying to have a crack all the time into the corner. So, do you think that's down to selection, maybe the second test, and then leading into yesterday as well? I think, actually, that I wasn't convinced about the selection for the first test, uh, because I, I think it... Um it, it 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 gave that impression of how we were gonna we were gonna play, um, and certainly within that you know, the changes that they made in that second test, everybody knew how the Lions were gonna play, building on that sort of second half performance of the first test, and it, you know we can you know we can play some rugby, you know Ireland, Scotland, Wales, England have shown when they throw it right at the opposition. I don't mean it being all willy-nilly. You know, when they need to play, they could play. Finn Russell was magnificent yesterday. And he is he is a proper big-time test match player. You give him big games and you surround him with the talent. And what what better example is there than, than the Lions? There isn't. And he, you could see that interview after he did, the, uh, when, he, uh, when they finished the game. There was a, there was a realize. I felt there was a realization in his mind. Yeah, I'm going to be there in four years' time. Don't you worry about that, boys. This, that is my target. I'm getting on the Lions tour. People know I can play. I think you know that sort of childish, maverick, laissez-faire attitude that maybe he's had over the last two or three years, which has got him in a little bit of trouble. I think this tour has smacked him in the face and said. You know, I am genuinely good enough to be a superstar at this level, and I, yeah. I think he'll be. I think he'll turn into a, you know, one of the greats from now on. After that, I think, and there are other players on that trip as well. I, I just wanted to see more of it. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a real shame. Uh, with that, Dawes, you know, uh, Gregor, 
Yeah, Townsend, well, you played play with him. You know how um, how good he was with ball in hand. Do you think he'll be disappointed that uh, he couldn't implement his sort of attacking ways to the squad and it took for Finn Russell to come on, who is a bit of a maverick and someone who, who sort of did create things on his own, but the structure and attack was, was lacking throughout the tour? I was, I mean, I was just surprised that the Lions played like that. I mean, you've got Gregor Townsend, who was known for his attacking theory and methodology as a player. And yet, really, in the first two tests, you knew how they were going to play. No one, no one really took it to them, uh, to, to South Africa. And physically, of course we did. You know, we had to. But, you know, playing, playing Stuart, Stuart Hogg, um, playing Van der Merwe, um, you know, the, the Chris Harris piece. Um, it, it just didn't make any sense to me. It, you know, I get it. You've got to be physical and you've got to match them South Africa physically. I get that. But also, they had to have the guile. They had to have the, the finesse and the, the skills and the brilliance to then you know, create the opportunities. You know, in the whole of these three series, boys... Uh, sorry, three matches, there was not one Lions moment. Not one. Yeah, there was no George North picking up Flower or running in from halfway. There was no Brian O'Driscoll running from halfway. There was no uh, Shawnee try from a Liam Williams break. There was no Jerry Guscott drop. There was nothing. There was no, you know, Yian Evans try in 89. There was, there was nothing. And... and you know, the Lions is made for for creating those opportunities because you've got the best of the best. And yet it was it was frustrating for two matches to watch the Lions be you know, play play in a way that, you know, is good enough to win games, but is not not a way that those brilliant players can necessarily express themselves. So yeah, I think potentially Gregor will have, you know, some thoughts about maybe he could have done things slightly different, I guess. I think from my side, I just wish they'd been a bit braver at times, as you said. You know, just just try and move the ball from a scrum and go wide. Give it to your, your, your wingers or your fullback in a bit of space. Let them run at them, not just be conservative and try and smash Hen- Henshaw up or Aki every single time. And I think that would have helped them get on the front foot and therefore allow them then to try and move it uh, after that. And I guess... You know, the selection of people like Simmons, Conan, um, Falatau, number eights, you know, mobile players they wanted out there. We never saw that. And I guess the question for you really is, you know, should they have then picked people like um, Billy Vanapola or taken a Johnny Sexton who are perhaps not as maverick players or, you know, as good in the wider channel but would have done a job with the tactics they were employed? Yeah, I, I guess if you are if you are going to play that style of rugby, you're... You... You know, as was proven in that third test match, where the pressure is at the max, it doesn't get any bigger than that. Um, there were, uh, what were we going to say, five, six, seven opportunities and, and moments where there needed absolute clarity in the decisions that there needed to be made. Some of them on the hoof, some of them around penalties, or going to line outs or momentum in the game. And the Lions generally didn't make a lot of good decisions when they really needed to. So, yeah, potentially there is an argument that if you are going to play that type of rugby, then 
you do you do need maybe a more strategic team, but in the in the same breath, I, I, I think I think those those players that went on that on that tour w- were full of threatening capabilities. Um, and you know, I, I take your point about the you know, the midfield maybe, but you had someone like an Ali Price who week in, week out, when he's playing for his company, he's playing for his country, is a threat. He is hitting fringes. He's hitting short sides. He's bringing players on. You know, you have to keep your eye on him. Yeah. And as, you know, as Sean would know, if he has to look after the scrum half, if he's worried about the scrum half, he can't quite get out to the fly half as quick as he wants to be. So it just gives you that little edge. And, but it was all very, very predictable with, with players that were not used to being predictable. And I think that's where maybe the slight confusion came about. Yeah, I, I think I think it's probably something, you know, we sp- speak about Gregor and his influence on the attack side of it, but I wonder, like, when the coaches sit down as a group, how much he'll, uh, like, let's say, Gats will allow him to take complete control of that area or or complete control of attack shape or is it a discussion amongst the coaches saying right look we're going to play this way first test feel them out see what's happening so I'd love to be a fly on the wall in some of those meetings and see how much he actually led him off the leash to, to let him own it themselves in each in each area attack D etc um, so I think that had a part to play in it too because I, I think yesterday at times is the first time we've seen any bit of like inventiveness at all out the back a few times uh, Finn taking on the line little inside balls and it, lo- it looked dangerous and it looked it was exciting to see but we just we didn't fire a shot as you've said to us in the second test first test okay it was a little bit different of a game but we needed to go out and try and play a little bit and we just didn't do enough for during the tour I think that's a good point because it, you know Finn, every time Finn Russell got the ball yesterday you could see the South Africans you know they couldn't move off him they couldn't second guess where the ball was going to go. They were uh, they were up and in in defence. They were up and out at defence. Mm. Um, they were worried about the chip through, the grubbers, the you know, the ball over the top, the little offload inside outside. He's looking one way, he's passing the other. We all know what it's like when you're defended against a player like that. Mm. You can't commit. You can't overcommit because you're going to get absolutely taken to the cleaners, uh, and that then creates that creates a little bit of momentum for a Courtney Laws or a Mako when he came on or any of those Lions players to get, you know, run through a branch rather than the trunk. And it, it, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a, like a knock-on effect of all of this going on throughout the game. So then you get to the last 10 or 15 minutes and South Africa should have been chasing shadows and Lions should have come into their own. But, you know, I'll go back to the very first point. If, if you're... You're 10-6 up. I tell you what, boys, let's just make it 13-6 and we'll go to 16-6. And Sarah, what are you going to do about that? And the game shifts massively under that pressure so that with 10, 15 minutes to go and the likes of Conor Murray and others come on, they can start shutting the game down. But it, it turned into a, you know, an arm wrestle to the death. And yeah, I think that's what we were all concerned about at the very beginning of this or if you're getting into an arm wrestle of South Africa, you're going to be up against it. So, so for you, was it more the decision making in terms of penalties or going to the corner, or or the fact that we, as as Lions, only scored two tries in three games that cost them ultimately? Because you know, as a, as a player playing against Finn, 
as a fullback, he's a nightmare for me because you're worried about the chip, as you said, the cross field, the kick long, all his tricks. But we ultimately we scored two tries in three games. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't enough, was it? Um, there is, you, know, you guys are sitting there pre-tour talking about where the where's the result going to go if someone's going to say to you the Lions are only going to score. Two, two tries, you're saying South Africa are winning that series all day long. It, it's not enough to win a test series for the Lions. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it certainly needed to be addressed. I just want, in four years' time, when it's Australia, I suppose things will be slightly different because of the way the Australians play, but we've got to remember that we're, we're bloody good. We have got some unbelievable talent. I mean, I seem to remember, I mean, Shawnee was playing in it, but I seem to remember there was, in four years ago, there was a little bit of a battle up front in the first test. It wasn't really until it felt like watching it that the Lions had had a word to themselves to say, do you know what, fellas, we're not going to win this battling each other up front. We've got, we got to start counter-attacking. We've got to start playing a bit from deep. We've got to throw a bit of caution to the wind and show our skills. And you know the lines are in the fight, are in are in the game, and I I, I just wish that they'd they'd had that mentality. I don't know. Do you know what I, I was I was talking uh, I was talking this morning and um, doing a feature this morning about whether they have whether they had the egos to do that in the squad this year round. Whether they had those players that were prepared to put their head above the parapet a little bit and say. Do you know what? This is not working. Let's do something else. I mean, you guys are closer to it than I, but sometimes, you know, those, those egos, that little bit of controversy actually is needed within the side. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's a good point, Doss, because I do know from, from previous tours, the likes of a Johnny Sexton, I'm just taking him for an example here, he would stick his head above above the parapet and 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 voice his opinions on on where we should be going after games and what we should be doing. And the same with Faz, to be fair. But um, obviously Johnny wasn't out there. But Faz would have been someone I thought in that big test arena would be someone who who could um, direct the team around a little bit more and stuff like that. So for him to miss out was obviously massive. But I think he probably didn't. This is me just guessing. I think he probably didn't have as much of influence on on this tour in terms of the way we went about our attack than he did probably previously because he, he did drive a lot of stuff in the in the previous two tours that I was on with him. So maybe maybe those players aren't aren't there or, or, or didn't speak up maybe when 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 they needed to. Maybe that's the way that the game's going, boys. But yeah, I, I don't know. Is it is it is it being not necessarily coached out of it? But is that not necessarily going to be the the future of or the next generation of rugby player where they they are going to sit outside of and think outside the box a little bit more and um yeah and be able to control a game from the field you know that it, it was absolutely rife back back in my day all those decades ago where you would quite you would regularly go onto a field and within 10 minutes be boys whatever we've been doing in the week is not going to work today we need to completely shift on what we're doing and go into a you know and you get messages on from the coaches about oh do this do that do the other and we're like that ain't going to work today i'm sorry we you know, we can feel it on the pitch that's not going to work we're going in a certain direction i'm not convinced that's necessarily where rugby players minds are 
these days. I think it's a it's a bigger debate, um, which we'll have to go into another day. But um, I certainly can only speak. If if you're a player, though, with all the tinkering around with the selection, if you know you're going to play every week, like Sexton did in 2013, he was a starting ten, and then you know 2017, you had Sexton and Owen. They knew they were going to play. They can have more of an influence. I think if you don't have that control, you're not sure you're in, you're out, you're off the team, you're in the bench. It's much harder to have that say with the how the way the team plays, the tactics, you know, the structure and attack. So I think that's probably been a bit more tricky than 9 and 10 swapping around so much. I was just happy to play one game. I probably just didn't give a monkeys if I got dropped. <laughs> Maybe... Well, it worked out well with uh, still the, the iconic try, mate. But uh, we'll let you get back to your, your nice walk down down the river. Um, and uh, thanks for joining us, Dawson. Thanks, Dawson. Boys, good stuff. I must say, it looked pretty nice there in the, the background to Dawson. Maybe you shouldn't get back to the pub. But uh, we'd go for a pint, Shawnee. Fancy it? No. Super. That's uh, a good relationship we have there, Shawnee. <laughs> Strictly business, is it, between us? We do get on really well, actually. Yeah, of course we do. Yeah, cheers, Shawnee. Ignoring my uh, WhatsApp. You think we do. Yeah, great. Ignoring my WhatsApps and now just straight up <laughs> to me. But anyways, we'll move on. Um, we've now got to select our combined Lions 15. Bit of fun, just um, who, who's played in this test series. So starting at one. Um Quite a few players have played. Shawnee, who are you? Who who are you going for? Obviously, Win Jones, Mako, uh, Kitsoff, Sutherland. Yes, um, I'm gonna go. Though I'm gonna go with Shawnee. I'm gonna go with Stephen Kitsoff. Really? Yeah. Any reason? Um, just because you can't pronounce your name. Rock solid. <laughs> Rock solid. I thought uh, in everything he does. And uh, looks to carry a lot of ball. Good decision. Yeah. Okay, uh, hookers. Ken Owens, Michael Marks, Karen Dickey, uh, Bongi. Well, I'm going to go with the Sheriff in this one. Really? Only yeah. started one game? Yeah, but still, he's... I just know what he's about. Good, great fella to have on the field. I think Karen Dickey um, had a great tour. Fair. I think Malcolm Marks. Yeah, I think Bongi for me. Um, he's, he's played in uh, a winning team. The scrum's been good yeah. for South Africa. Came through at the end. So he's a bit of an animal too. To be fair to him. Yeah, he's been good. Mm. Um, uh, tight head. I think we know where you're going to go with this. Uh, Herber, Sinclair, or Furlong. Yeah, you're going Furlong. He's Sorry, yeah complete package. Uh, second rows um, now I'll just give you the list obviously Alan Wynne-Jones uh, Lou Diaga uh, Mara Toji Etzebeth and Mustard yes for me I think uh, Etzebeth and Mara not a bad five players are they? yeah I mean they're all, all, all very very good but I, I'd go Etzebeth and Mara Toji for me um, yeah I'd agree with going at each other, to be fair. going at each other all tour and I just think, yeah, Mara for me is a standout player and Edspeth really came through. Yeah, he was, um, good, he was very good yesterday. Yeah. Very good. Back row at six. I think, do it slightly different. Obviously, uh, Khaleesi plays six, Africa, but we'll just do blind side, which is yeah. more there. Uh, PSF to Toy, uh, Mustard, um, or Courtney Laws are the options at blind side. I'm going to go with uh, Peter Steph, actually, at six. I think you've lost the plot. He played one 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 game and then came off in the second test. Yeah. 
I haven't lost the plot though. He's world player. Of the, of he is. He is. I didn't think he was at his best. Um, I thought he, <coughs> he's very, very good. But for me, uh, for me, I'll go Courtney Laws because um, he played all three games. He's, he only came off. He played so many minutes. Very good in the first test. Um, good in the third test. Right. I'll, I'll agree with you on Courtney because yeah. of he's played most of the games here yeah. in this series. But just, if I was taking a back series. row going yeah, forward... Yeah, no, I understand that. But this Peterson. series we're talking about... Okay, so uh, seven, right, we're agreed on that. Khaleesi um, or Curry or Watson, I guess. I'm going to go Khaleesi. I think he was phenomenal yesterday. I agree with that. Um, I think he just... He's coming back into him, into his own again. Putting his own stamp on the game. He's doing a lot of dirty work. Um, showing up for the full 80 minutes. He doesn't really go in and out of games. Um, so I thought, I thought he was outstanding. I thought he, he was very good and he got better and better as the series went on. Yeah. Massive moment for me in that second test when he got his hand under uh, Henshaw. Henshaw uh, I thought phenomenal, it was a yeah. phenomenal tackle and he just got better and better and he did a lot of the unsung work, as you said, yeah. and, and really, you know, ultimately he was a winning captain who led them through yep. a tough time and came back. Number eight, you got Jasper Visa, Jack Conan or Quagga Smith. I'm going to go with Jack Conan, to be honest. Um, just because um, I suppose... Firstly, leading into the tour, probably wasn't many people's pick to be actually starting number eight. It was probably going to be Toby Falatau mm -hmm. that people just would have known a little bit more about. But I think Jack Conan's had a phenomenal tour. I think he's really come into his own. I thought he was busier yesterday than he even was the, in the first two tests um, before he was taken off. But he he showed up. He showed up both sides of the ball and attacked D um, and, and grew in confidence. I thought, I thought he was phenomenal this tour. No, I agree. I thought he played very well. Um, and then uh, also, it'd be nice if you could get him on the show, as everyone you've seen to text doesn't come on the show from Rob Carney to Brian O'Driscoll. We'll, we'll have a look. Ronan Nagara, uh, just to name a few. Johnny Sexton, <laughs> of all pied you. Um, anyways, um, number nine, obviously, Ryan Ark, Fafta Clerk, Ali Price, Connor Murray. Who, who are you going for? I think... Who are you going for? I you? am going to go for... Go 10 15, so who would you like to serve gonna, you I was going to say... <clears throat> Faf. Uh, I think I'll go Ali Price because he surprised me and probably surprised a few people, I think, in terms of hmm. how well he's played. Um, and I think Faf de Klerk is so important to South Africa, but just the fact that he, he didn't play the final test uh, for me means I'll go Ali Price. Uh, and then 10, I will go Andre Pollard. Bigger or Russell? With bigger, Russell, other options, Moyes Stain. For me, Pollard uh, hasn't been at his best, far from it, but um, I think he, he's still been the winning 10. He's brought them home, really, so yeah. that's it for me. Okay, 12? Um, 12, and 12, 13. Um, Damien Delindy for me... But I would have Henshaw at 13. Uh, I think those two have been yeah. stand-up formers. Uh, Definitely agree with that partnership, for sure. Um, I, look, I think, obviously, Elliot Daly, Chris Harris, one game and then uh, moved out, which yeah. not easy. Uh, Lucania Arm, Am even, uh, is very important defensively. I think he was very good for the Springboks and he's very important for them, but didn't see a lot of him ball in hand but uh, both Delinde and uh, Henshaw were, were very good in attack yeah brilliant back Winners. three for you I know like, you like to talk about your, your favourite place uh, the back three uh, mm. our full back options are Liam Williams Willie LaRue Stuart Hogg uh, wingers obviously Mpimpi Duane van der Merwe Colby Adams and Watson 
who are you picking from that list? I'd actually bring um, Colby on one wing, and I would put. Uh, I'd actually put Anthony Watson under the wing, even though he didn't play. But again, going forward, we didn't see much of Josh Adams, obviously, in the tests. Uh, Do you think Duhan played better the weekend? It's a good. I carry. think he played. I think he played better. Yeah, because he was more involved. They got the ball to the edge to him a little bit more. He went. He went looking for work a little bit. So he did play well. Um, so I'd probably. Well, I'd still probably pick. Cheslin and Anthony Watson. Fullback. If, who are you going for? Liam Williams. I'm going Liam Williams. And I think I think looking back now, if we had him in the in that in that second test, um, you know, he, he might have been the difference in terms of, you know, getting a few balls back, etc. So it's he is phenomenal in the air. I know I know that when you look back on yesterday, that two by one is going to pop up a lot probably in the next while, but you know, he's just he's he's a class player. Uh, I agree in terms of Chisholm Colby for me. Other wingers, I, I thought Duhan came through well, continued to get a lot of criticism, um, played all three tests. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you have your Anthony Watson. At, at fullback, though, uh, I would say, really, really, we didn't see what he does in attack, but I would pick him because he's played all three tests, but mainly because he's so important to South Africa's kicking game. Like he's, He does so much kicking for them, so much organising. Mm, mm. We haven't seen him at his best, but one moment in the third test where he makes that break is there and he passes to uh, Colby. Um, for me, Vili Leroux would be... Obviously, I think Liam Williams is, is phenomenal, but we've only really seen him in one test. Um, Vili Leroux's kicking has been so important for South Africa and the way they've tried to strangle the Lions. So I would pick him. We can agree, disagree. Um, to be so, fair, I shouldn't be picking any of the backs here because I haven't a clue. <laughs> so, so uh, there we have it. Uh, your team is Stephen Kitsoff, Bongi, Furlong, Etzebeth, Atoji, Laws, Khaleesi, Conan in the forwards, um, Ali Price, Andre Pollard, Colby, Delinde, uh, Henshaw, Watson and Vili LaRue. So surely there's our 15, pretty decent team. Yeah, I think it is. I think uh, it would frighten a lot of other teams in the world. Yeah. So I think we've done okay there. If we're coaching, we just get Colby the ball and uh, give it to him again and again and oh, yeah. magic will happen. Wide, wide pattern. Yeah. All day. <laughs> Strong. Um, well, Shawnee, how do you think the, the boys will cope with two weeks in Jersey now? <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd be pretty okay in Jersey. I think they'll... Reckon, it doesn't want to get, they want to get home, don't you think? Uh, no, they do want to get home. But I think, from what I from what I know, I think a lot of their loved ones and families and wives and girlfriends and stuff are are heading are heading over there. Um, I think the Irish lads are they're allowed straight back in. Oh, of uh, course, so that'd be nice. No, no tax tax for you guys, no, the, the, and, and you're allowed straight back into your country back home. Eh? They'll switch off and stay stay kind of they'll chill out for the next uh, few weeks. I think most of them because it's it is an intense tour, and it was probably more intense now because of COVID. And do you think maybe as the last episode of the show, you might be able to get one of them on the phone or any of them respond to your text? Or uh, I'll try my best over the next few days. Yeah? I'll try my best. Your very, very best? Well, I'm going to give give it my very best, Goody, for you. That, that's kind of you, is you ignoring mm, you're welcome. every text from me and any <laughs> opportunity to have a beer with me. So that's all we've got time for on this week's House of Rugby, powered by Vodafone. Thank you for listening or watching. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. House of Rugby Ireland, here on Joe. Game changed.